Welcome to the Intuitive Edge, episode 170. Today's guest, transformational life coach and Psy K instructor, Linda Minnick. I think intuition is a connection to our higher self, our, our eternal being. Welcome to the Intuitive Edge. I'm Victoria Lynn Weston, your host. I'm an intuitive business consultant, entrepreneur, and founder of Studio Carlton. We're producers and developers of Amazon Alexa skills. I embrace big, bold ideas and love doing the unpredictable when it comes to helping business owners and professionals expand their brand, gain recognition, and attract new business. The future is here, and it's all about voice. Check out StudioCarlton.com. I'm also the founder of Aereo, a new body, mind, and spirit community with vetted lifestyle consultants such as feng shui experts, life coaches, spiritual mediums, intuitive consultants. So if you're looking for a little help, who doesn't need it these days, be sure to check out Ariel, A-Y-R-I-A-L.com, and connect with a vetted lifestyle consultant. Our guest today, Linda Middick, is a certified life coach, Psyche health and wellness facilitator, motivational speaker, author, certified sales trainer, and entrepreneur. She's been involved in coaching and training for over 30 years and has presented training programs on national stages across the country. So if you're looking for a personal one-on-one life coach type or for someone to help with your group of employees at the office, she would be the go-to person to get people motivated, inspired, and back on track to help you reach your goals. Hey, Linda, it's a pleasure to have you here. You and I go back a lot of years. I was sitting here preparing for our conversation i remember back gosh probably good 15 20 some years ago don't want to date myself um we were talking about intuitive development classes oh yeah you've learned to really harness your intuition not that you probably need any classes to do that and you've done quite well so it's like it's amazing when we go through life and we we come across it and we're there to pass information, to receive information, to exchange it. And what we do with those tools and resources, and you've done phenomenally well because you have been a personal transformation coach, life coach for many years now, as well as being a psyche practitioner. So with that said, why do you think intuition is really important? Because obviously it has... Uh, it's, it's a fixture within what you do as a personal development coach. Right. Well, you know, one of the, the great things about taking that class with you, Victoria, was that you were able to explain to me what all this stuff was, how it really is something that we all have an innate. And what the reason I think it's important is that when we start making decisions on logic alone, we're not taking in all the factors. And um, lots of times those decisions end up being the wrong decision because we didn't pay any attention to our intuitive sense, which, of course, is connected to the higher consciousness or whatever you want to call it, the the higher soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, And we're not intended to navigate this life blindly. And if we just use our logical and, and, you know, the education we have to do that, then we're we're not using all the tools that we have been given to us to be successful. Well, exactly, and I find that a lot of people still are very much analytical, very linear in their thinking. In that, just the other day, I bought uh, 
one of my gym mates uh, a little birthday gift, and she likes hot peppers. So I went and I bought a little hot pepper plant and put it in a little pot, and I had it in a, in a large brown paper bag. So when she came to class, I said, okay, here's your little gift, but first you have to take my little quiz. I said, is it hot or cold? And she said, cold. I said, is it animate or inanimate? She said, An inanimate. And I said, you failed. <laughs> so <laughs> she said, so I said, here's this hot pepper plant. And I said, it's a live plant. The set. And the other, and she goes, well, I was, I was looking at you. You had a jacket on. So I figured it must've been cold. And, and I said, that's your first mistake is you were looking at something that was logical and you should have suspended all that before you even went into, you know, making the intuitive, those first impressions. It's always those first oh, yeah. impressions that really count and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so you're right about that. But first let's talk about the importance of personal transformational life coaching because you do something a little different than a lot of people out there yeah so tell me how Absolutely. you got into it why you got into it and why it matters well I got like you said with your help I became a I was in sales and helping develop these tools I became a much more successful salesperson um, and what I learned, I mean, I first started, my first certification and training was in sales training, but I realized they never taught us what was going on between our ears. They just taught us the process and stuff. Well, it's the same for lots of people. We're, we're given these educations on how to do things, but the importance of recognizing who we are individually really affects everything we do. Um, there are so many times when I'll be working with a business owner or an entrepreneur and they're doing everything according to the book, but their, their belief system is not good. And so they don't understand why their business isn't going well. Or when you have a department head who really is not happy and they don't understand why their people aren't responding the way they're supposed to. We are energetic beings. And if we are not vibrating at the best part that we can be, we're not going to get the results we want. So it's important that not only do we have the physical and educational tools, but that we understand the power that is within us to create, because that's where the real power is. Because nothing really, I really believe nothing is impossible as long as you, have, as long as you believe in that. But a lot of people aren't taught that. Well, a lot of people get, get stuck in those ruts, you know, that nine to five yeah. mentality and way of thinking and very corporate structure. And it's hard for them to break the mold. So what's the first thing you would tell them to break that mold, to break free of a corporate way of thinking? Well, the first thing I'd say is, what do you want? What do you really want in your life? What is important to you? And how is this current picture of working with that? And I have them look at their entire life. I mean, if they like to travel three times a year and they're stuck in a job where they don't only, they only have one week vacation, that's not going to help. If they want to spend time with their family and they're working 12 hours a day, that's not going to create a healthy home life. So they're, they're going to, and I don't want to say balance because every part of our life has, we have to be in flow. Sometimes parts of our life need more attention than others. So there's never really any balance, but as long as we're in harmony and flowing, so it's important to look at your whole picture because you're, you're not just here to work. You're not just here to be a family person. You're here to contribute as a whole being. So I, that's the first thing I ask. What do you really want out of your life? And look at the whole picture. That's true because people, that's a hard question though. Even Gary Zukov used question. to have on his voicemail back in the day when he had, you know, a machine that would take our calls. He would say, leave a message and tell me what you want. And if you think that's an easy question, you, it isn't. Oh. Because people don't know it's, what they want. 
Well, it, not only that, I mean, and, and hopefully the newer generations don't get this as much as we did, but we weren't given any options. We weren't told we could, we could have anything we wanted. That was just not in our scope of understanding. When I first started, started doing personal development coaching and I'd say, okay, so I want you to write a vision statement of how you want your life, especially women. They were stuck. It's like, I can have anything. Yeah, you can have anything. So it's, it's tough for us to understand that there are options out there that are available to us. Right. So let's go back and people that work nine to five and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but they like no. it. They'll get some nice retirement and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people that are very creative that work nine to five. I mean, for instance, I met a woman the other day who's uh, working at a, at a corporate uh, company and she's just dying to express herself creatively as either a photographer or take up visual painting in that. But she says that she just doesn't have the time. So when you're talking with somebody, assuming that's a client that comes to you, how do you help them sort of separate from their career, their business, their paycheck, their family life to be able to really go out and do what they want to do for themselves creatively, in her case, become a photographer or an oil painter? Right. Well, it's um, my first question would be, do you want this to be your profession or is this a hobby for you? And um, if it's a profession... It's like a, a lot of people think that they can't make this jump, that you know they can't go from working nine to five to this. So depending on their situation, I would say if this is what you really want, you have to put your intent out there. And so you start doing little things that will get you towards that. I mean, you, you might have to keep your nine to five job, but on Saturday, when she says she doesn't have time, well then it may not be that important to her. If it's important to her, she, you have to find the time, put some action in because the universe can't respond if you're not putting any intent out there. We can say all we want. It's like it's like people who want to lose weight and they they write their diet program down while they're sitting at, at Steak and Shake eating fr fries and drinking shakes. It's a good well, start, though, Linda. Come on. Everybody's yeah. got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But if your actions don't meet your words, the universe is not it's just not going to work. Okay. So you have to have that intent and you have to put actions behind it. Okay. You bring so up that buzzword. That's, and you see that all the time, especially with feng yeah. shui consultants and that. And I've seen it back in the days with anybody on, you know, creating this intent. What is yeah. an intent and how does somebody go about creating one? Is it just a simple sentence? Is it something out of wall? No. What is an no. intent? When I use intent, it's an energetic description of what you're trying to create. Like, when we get up in the morning, we intend to have a good day and we do things to do that. We, when we decide we're going to go in and brush our teeth, we intend for that to happen. Um, so you put all your focus on it. Uh, a good example is when you first fall in love, right? So you intend on having a great relationship with this new person in your life. So you focus on what they want and you focus on what they're saying and you put energy into it. That's the intention. I intend to have a good life. So I'm going to, because of that's my intention, it's going to generate vibrations and energy for that intention. And so then my subconscious will respond to that intention, to that energy, and it will support me in creating whatever that intention is. So if our intention is to be successful at our job or our intention is to really become a photographer, we're going to start focusing on what that is. 
So it's more than just thought. It's deeper than thoughts. It's even deeper than a belief. It's a real core function. I intend on this making this happen. Okay. And I think intentions, passion, desire, and most importantly, yes. intuition plays a, plays a hand in this. So what do you think intuition is? I think intuition is a connection to our higher self, our, our eternal being. And um, some people call it soul. I, I don't necessarily call it my soul anymore, but I truly believe we are energetic beings and that we're part of a larger consciousness. We're part of the ocean of consciousness. And I think our higher connection is our tuning in to that consciousness. And so it gives us access to all of that information that's out there that's even bigger than the Internet. And so that's what I think intuition is. And so it helps you, it helps, helps you gather the information you need to make your next move. I like that. Intuition, you know, comes to us in different forms. It's, you know, comes yeah. to us as a, as a gut feeling, a hunch, um, visually as a clairvoyance. So parapsychologists define ESP, extrasensory perception, as the umbrella term for intuition, clairvoyance, right. precognition and that. So back on the intention in that, that you were talking about. So I think when we're creating an intent or intend to do something, somebody should open up or the person doing that should open up and allow their intuition to kind of guide them. Maybe exactly. the t person we're talking about that wants to be a photographer or an artist on the side should open up and say, you know, finding that passion because without passion and desire, exactly. it's like intuition, you're not going to go anywhere anyway. Um, and, and that's how that should play in to allow their intuition to guide them. Cause maybe the artist, maybe she doesn't end up being a photographer. Maybe she ultimately ends up being a writer you know, right. but what she is, I think what the important thing here is what this person is, is defining is that there's something creatively that she wants to expand to, and she hasn't right. quite put it on there just yet. So you bring out the intention, allowing this person to sit down and write it, then maybe she'll have clarification on it. Right. Well, I mean, right off the bat, she said, I don't have time to do this. Well, that's her subconscious telling her she doesn't have time to do it. Her intention is not strong enough that she's overriding that thought. It's like, we always have time to find something. We're always finding time to go on Facebook or we're always finding time to watch TV or we're always, if it's important to us, we find time. I think one of the things that I learned years ago was um, I was really involved in my job, much like, you know, nine to five. It was, and it was like 60 hours a week I was putting in and somebody died. And this person was really important to me. And I said, forget it. I'm going to this funeral and it was out of town. And I came back and my job was still there. The building didn't close down. The company didn't close. They were able to do it without me. And so then I always use that as, as a marker. If I was dead, would this keep going on? Yeah. So I can find things that are important to me. I mean, if I can take time that are things that are important to me and life still goes on, what does that tell you? Right. And people have to have that. But I think the key element is the desire and the passion to do exactly. that. And once you allow your intuition to open up, consult with you on some guidance, some tips to go there, exactly. figure out what is the uh, what is the drawbacks or what's hindering that person from really, you know, uh, allowing themselves to be passionate and desiring, right. you know, to do what they do. Then they can put it all together. Exactly. Now. When you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, I also know that you do lecturing and talks and that, working with groups on personal transformation, mm -hmm. which I think every company should hire somebody for, you know, a breakout session at lunch mm -hmm. and go get, you know, kind of rewired, rethinking, because it's the status quo that hinders us all 
yeah. no matter what we're doing, if we're creatives or whatever, you gotta, you gotta break out in that. So what's the step if I'm in a nine to five or even just self-employed in that, how do I break out and allow myself to be open to other ideas? What would I do? What would you tell me to do? Well, first of all, again, I, I would allow, I would, I would tell you to just take some time and think, I mean, don't just, you know, we get into this rut and we just, we operate 95% from our subconscious. And that happens a lot at work. When you get into a routine, this is my schedule in front of me. Well, when you're in a situation and you want to start using your creativity at work, again, this is an intent. So you need to, you need to step away and I mean, whether that's taking a walk break outside, whether that's going to the restroom and sitting in the stall, whatever, you need to find a way to get some creativity in there. How do you want to be creative? How is this going to be? I mean, how are you going to express yourself? Is it in the same job? Is it in another department? If it's in the same job, come up with an idea and take the guts to present it. I mean, if there's some way new, some way new to do your job, I mean, people are always looking for new ways. And, you know, the, the interesting thing coming out of COVID is companies are not going to operate the same way they used to. So things are going to change. So now is a great time to be creative. Now is a great time to step outside of that box and say, how can I do this differently? How can I, you know, people were forced to go home and work at home, and now they're recognizing that they can do their job from other places. How else can you bring that creative soul into it? And and if it, if you're in the wrong spot, if you're in the wrong position, and you're finding that your creativity is, is not um, being fertilized, if you're not being able to use it, maybe you need to look for a new position. And if you can't use it at work, find a way to do it at home, because we all have to be creative. We all have to grow. But don't be afraid to think that somebody in your company is not going to allow you to be creative. You know, when people say, we've always done it this way, well, because no one's ever shown them a different way. Who's going to do right. that if not yeah. you? I mean, seriously, if, if not you, then who's going to do it? You'd be surprised how many other people are feeling the same thing you are, but you guys just, but people just don't communicate to each other. They just think, well, this is the way we have to do it. You don't have to do it that way. Right. Be a leader and step outside the box. But a yeah, lot of times I they mean, need that confidence because a lot of people... I remember a talk I did uh, years ago was uh, one of the uh, owners of Arby's. This is, you know, going way back. And I remember giving them a, a test, an intuitive test and all that. And, um, and and one of the guys came up to me, because it was mostly men there, and he was terrified that I was going to read it out loud. And yeah. because he said, no, we can't, we can't, we're not really free to think this way in so many words. So how does a person kind of dress up intuition to make it look corporate? Well, I'm changing the status quo as you yeah. were talking about. Well, like I said, it's to think that they're not allowed to be that way is a shame. I mean, first of all, you need to think if this is where your company is going to run, you're not going to keep up the times. I mean, talk to the people at Blockbuster. I mean, eventually, if you, your company doesn't grow and change and stay up, if you stay with the status quo, you're not going to be able, you're not going to have a job at some point anyway, because the company won't be able to survive. So it's, it's, if you know that it's right and you know, it's some way to do it, you know, talk to some other people in your departments. I mean, you might be surprised how many other people feel that way. 
And it's it's taking that chance. It's having the courage. And if they if they say no, I mean, what's the worst they can do? Say no. Yeah, they might be able to fire you. But if they're going to fire you, I'm going to tell you, there's a reason you're being fired. The universe doesn't want you there or you don't want to be there. But if, if you go in thinking they're never going to accept this, I'm not allowed to do this. They're going to shoot me down. Well, that's the energy you're putting out. But if you go in the, you know, they're really going to like this idea. They're going to see the benefit in this. I really think this is going to help. And I think they're going to see that. You're going to get a different result. So it's, it's all, a lot of it has to do with, with where you're vibrating and your belief system in this. Because people react to your energetic vibration. And so don't assume you're going to be shot down. I like I that mean, energetic vibration. Tell yeah. me more. Well, we we all are we all are vibrating at a certain vibration. We're energetic beings. I mean, even let, let's not talk about the mystical part of this. Scientifically, it's been proven we are energetic beings. We're nothing but energy. And so, what happens is our brain generates our subconscious and our conscious mind ge uh, generates thought. Thought is an energetic measurement. And so, when we go in. Vibrate, uh, thinking low things like I don't deserve it. This is not going to work. They're going to hate it. That is those words, those beliefs vibrate at a lower frequency. So they attract things at lower frequency. And as we are communicative animals, what happens is when we communicate with somebody and we come into a room and we're feeling like we're going to be shot down, they are intuitively here again, our intuition they're intuitively recognizing that basically radio signals and they're recognizing that you are communicating at a lower frequency. So I'm going to turn my frequency down so we can communicate at the same frequency. So if you're expecting a no, there is a really good chance you're going to get a no. But if you're expecting a yes, there's a really good chance you're going to get a yes. And so we're communicating with each other even intuitively and energetically, even we don't recognize it. So like you were talking about the guy at Arby's who says we're not allowed to think that way. Well, not if you believe it. I mean, Ford is the one that said, if, you know, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. You know, they talk about when Kennedy said, I want to go to the moon and Von Braun was, was heading up this project. He had a scientist on his team who said, this will never happen. And, and he fired him on the spot. He says, I cannot afford to have anyone on this team who cannot see this happening because you will cause this not to happen. He understood the importance of having a team on the same page. And so if you, if you, have, if you have created a culture of lack, of lack mindedness, of, of basically slavery that you're not allowed to think, then you can expect that from your team. And if you're somebody who thinks this can't happen, well, it's not going to happen. So you have to change that thought because you're energetically putting out a, a low vibration. And when we vibrate at a higher vibration, not only are we operating at a higher, a higher level of competency at, our, at a more of our fulfillment, we put that out and other people rise to that and you get better you get a better result. I mean, they. one of the things that I always try to tell my teams when I work with them is we have that old, we've heard, we've heard the biblical quote, quote, when two or more are together. Well, think about the, the success rate you would have if you have a whole team in the same book, 
at the same page at the same time. If everyone is operating and let's make this better, or let's understand where we are and what we're trying to create, and you have a whole team of people, that energy force is fantastic. And you move so much faster. Yeah. So. So when people come to you and do a consultation, they don't just do like one session because I think like growing and changing, I mean, you know, you've got to have at least invest at least four to eight hours. I would think in something like that. Right. Oh yeah. Well, when, when I'm doing a coaching session, when, when I'm coaching somebody, it's usually, I try at least six different sessions because it takes a while to break old habits. But when we're doing a psyche session, that's just strictly on changing thoughts. So that can be just one session. But as, as a personal development coach, we walk through the whole thing because once you start, once you start implementing changes into your life, if these are things that are not in your subconscious programming, you're going to run up against walls. Your subconscious is going to start doing things to sabotage whatever it is you're trying to. So it takes a while to uncover those and see where your subconscious thoughts are limiting you in creating the life. So that takes more than one session. So that takes several. I mean, typically I, I work with them for a few months, six, you know, at least six weeks. Yeah. And then, so you work the command, you consult my phone or you just, or, you, or Zoom or Skype? Yeah. Energy is energy. So we can do by phone, by Zoom, in person, whatever they're most comfortable with. I have, I have clients all over the country. I even work, I have, I have a client in, in Austria. I have to admit it's my daughter, but I coach her. I mean, I don't coach anybody who doesn't want to be coached, first of all, but she has had me coach her on things. So that's making a difference where we are. Again, we're energetic and we're all connected to that consciousness. So yeah, we transmit like radio all over the, all over the globe. Can you give us an example of someone you worked with that was might have been really living in a box and, and you finally set, helped them set them free and they're living the life they always imagined? Oh, sure. Um, again, it's a photographer, as a matter of fact. It was this young lady that came to me and two things happened with her. Um, she came to me. She was in marketing and she was ex excellent, but she hated it. She just hated doing marketing. And so she she thought she came in to change her opinion of that dismay around doing marketing and I asked her I said well what do you really want to do and she says well I really wanted to be a photographer and what had happened was she was a photographer in Florida and she was uh, this is before she was married and she was just in college and she was doing magazine work and stuff and she, one week she was actually offered a job as a photographer for this it was a big job a new job and that at the end of the week her boyfriend proposed but said but I have to move to Atlanta will you go to Atlanta with me because it was such an emotional thing she subconsciously created a thought that she can't be a photographer and married at the same time so she married her, her, her boyfriend they moved to Atlanta she and she had this thought she couldn't be a photographer so she went to work in marketing so we uncovered that thought and we, we you know we created a visual of what would it look like if you became a photographer. And so once we uncovered that and how it would, how her life would open up, because I do have them do a visualization. Let's put you in this picture. How would your life look like? And what other areas would it affect? And once you recognize this is really what she wanted, we did a psyche on that statement. And now she's an award. I mean, within weeks, she had her first customer. Literally within two or three weeks, she had her first customer. Within three months, she quit her job. 
This has now been almost 10 years. She's an award-winning photographer. She's now gone on to do videos. She's gotten her um, drone license. I mean, she's just expanded her, her business. On, she's my star client, I have to be honest. Um, and there was also another part that we worked on with her. She had, she had always had kidney problems since she was little. And every year her kidneys would flare up and at 40 years old, she was still having this problem and she couldn't understand because she was doing everything the doctors were telling her to. So during all of this process, she also recognized that one time when she was getting ready to go to college, she was having a, a flare up with her kidneys and her mother being concerned for her verbalize the thought she had and the thought she had was you're never going to be able to take care of yourself without me because her mom had always been her caretaker her mom didn't mean for this to be anything but a statement that came out of her head she probably shouldn't have said it but this young lady took it that i can't do this without mom and so even though she was doing everything the doctors told her to every year she'd still have these flare-ups so we cleared that thought that she could take care of, we, we put her a new thought, I can take care of myself, my body is healthy, blah, blah, blah. And she called me, I mean, about two or three weeks later, she says, I just had my checkup and the doctor says, I don't know what you've done, but this is the best checkup you've ever had. You're doing really well. Oh, that's it's exciting. All it's all thought, it's just amazing. Um, I had a, a, an IBM executive who had retired, very successful IBM, C-level suite guy, retired, was retired for several years and was bored and wanted to go, wanted to start working again. And so in this conversation, he came in with this idea and he, he says, I want you to help me find the right job. That's what he wanted. He wanted me to hone what he wanted to do. And so, um, cause he couldn't decide if he wanted to do training or if he wanted to do sales. He couldn't decide what it was. So he came to me to help him determine that. And, in his retirement, he became an avid golf player, and I knew he and his wife, and I knew they traveled at least once a month. I mean, they had kids in Arizona, and they liked taking trips. And so I was talking to him, and I said, so you want to go to work for someone else? He says, yeah. And I said, um, and how many times a week do you play golf? And he says, oh, at least three. And I said, and how many times do you and your wife travel? And he says, oh, at least one, once a month. I said, do you enjoy all of that? He says, oh, yeah, it's great. I really love it. And I said, and if you go to work for somebody else, will you still be able to do that? And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, probably not. And I said, well, which is more important? Because this wasn't a matter of money. This was just a matter of him feeling fulfilled. And I said, which is more important? He says, my golf and Mary, his wife's name is Mary. That's more important to me. I said, so how about we find a way to get you involved again, doing what you love to do, but also... I mean, in your professional life, but also having the life you love. So he ended up coming up and becoming a consultant. So now he consults. And, oh, that's and exciting. As, yeah. As again, it wasn't a matter of money, because, but because he had worked for IBM, Big Blue, and the only framework he understood subconsciously is work is going into a big building and working those hours. He hadn't thought outside the box. So yeah. he thought that's what, where he was going to have to go back. And it's like, no, you have an option. So not only is he making the same amount of money as he would have had he gone back to work, he has the freedom to accept jobs when he wants to, where he wants to, whatever. But that hadn't even occurred to him. That's pretty cool. So 
People work with you in that. Is it expensive to consult with a personal transformation coach like yourself? Well, the question is, how much is your life worth for you? That's true. As we talked about, it's about people and money, in particular yeah, women. Yeah. Is there any kind of tip that you would just sort of say, you know, for women, doesn't matter how old you are. It's never too right. late to save an extra dollar, especially exactly. now with the, the economy kind of soaring gas prices and yeah. everything else is there. How can people save a little bit extra? Yeah. Well, you know, money is energy, like everything else. And the first thing is you have to have a great relationship with money. So one of the things, some of the, I mean, you know, if your mind frame's in the right spot, some of the action steps you could take is there, you have to develop a nice relationship with, with money. You have to, you know, we take care of our houses, we take care of our cars because we respect it. We have to do the same thing with money. So you have to make sure that you treat it well in your wallet. You make sure that you check your checkbook. I mean, you give it attention. But one of the things I would suggest is put, if you're not already doing this, is every time you get paid or every time money comes in, you put a little cash away in a jar, you know, much like cookie jar, like our grandmothers did. So you have an emergency fund. It's And why I say that, because it's, it's amazing how many emergencies you don't have once you know you have money, right? And so that's one way to making sure that your money is not going out. I mean, when you don't have to. Um, and you have to be, you have to have the intent that you're going to do this. You have to have the intent that you're always going to be set. Like, so when you pay your bills, you always have to be grateful that you have enough money to pay your bills. And as far as saving money, the, um, the retirement programs that you work, if you have one, and if you don't have one, just start one yourself because it'll always come back. Another thing is learn to receive even little things. Sometimes we, especially women, we don't feel we deserve the money or we're worth the money or we should have the money. And so money tries coming into our life all the time. But the, so learn to receive little things. When somebody pays you a compliment, take it. When somebody offers to help you, take it. When somebody just offers to buy you a cup of coffee, take it. And once you start, once the universe starts seeing that you start receiving things, you'll start getting bigger things, including money. That's what, you know, that's what you're focusing on. But always assume, intend on having money in your checking account. Yeah, I agree. It goes back to what you talked about, the intention, really yeah. creating the intention, writing it down or rethinking it every day when you wake up and when you go to bed at exactly. night and, and trying to open up, open up your mind to the universe, what the universe has to offer oh, yeah. and it's part of your, part of your destiny. I don't right. think destiny is written in stone. I think you can always do what no. you want to do. Kind of oh, like yeah. That's free will. Yeah. Well, Linda, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I learned a lot, which I think is always great. I hope everybody listening to this has learned one little nugget to help them move on to the next phase in their life or even break away from old habits and that type of thing as well. So anyone wanting to work with you, a personal transformational coach, a Psyche practitioner should go visit lindaminick.com or check you out on ariel.com. And, of course, look forward to those tips that we're going to present on the Ariel Positive Living Alexa skill. Well, Victoria, thank you so much. It's quite an honor, and I'm looking forward to being of service. Till next right. time. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Linda Minnick is wonderful. If you're really looking for a very unique and yet very focused lifestyle coach, transformational coach, professional career coach, I would highly recommend you reach out and connect with Linda Minnick. 
So she subtracts her own ego and is really focused on, on helping you. And she and I go back a, a lot of years and she's been just terrific in all the people that she's been helping along the way, as well as, you know, businesses and that. She does a lot of breakout sessions for conferences and works with companies on a national level. So if you want to reach out and do something a little different to keep you on track, break away those bad habits that are preventing you from reaching your goals, reach out to Linda Minnick at lindaminnick.com or on Ariel.com. And don't forget to check out Studio Carlton when you're ready to expand your brand and raise your visibility on a voice platform. StudioCarlton.com. Enjoy the day.